I am trying to muster um, the will to leave my house. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. listeners to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I'm one of your hosts, Wendy. And oh yes, I am joined as always by that delightful person over there. Melissa! That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) Here I am. Hi. Hi. How's your week, Wendy? Um, it was pretty good. Um, good yeah, good. you know, making progress on things. I, I don't, I don't know if I mentioned on this podcast, but like somebody drove over our fence and we've got. <laughs> yeah, Wendy, you did the night it happened. You didn't mention it on the podcast. <laughs> I know. okay okay so so back it back it up wendy tell us what happened tell tell our listeners what the fuck happened so there we were just sitting in our living room weirdly playing a game with my in-laws and uh there was the squeal of tires and then the crunch and we back onto a busy street and we have heard that sound, unfortunately, more times. Um, it's on my list of things to do, in fact, to call the city and be like, what are you going to do about some uh, fixes for this uh, mm-hmm. nonsense? Um, but when we went running out to go check on what we assumed was going to be a car crash and make sure everybody was okay, uh, what we saw instead was our fence demolished. <laughs> yeah. And no car in sight. Uh, so as we were sort of like looking around and being like, what the, what in the wide world of sports, uh, our neighbor drove up who had just been pulling out of her driveway as she witnessed all this happen and the large silver truck back out and leave. Yes. We had a hit and run on our fence. Um, (laughs) and our neighbor got the license plate and got it accurately. So we called the cops because you have to, right? Mm -hmm. So that these things can be logged. Um, And they came and we gave them the license plate. They said, do you want to press charges? (laughs) My my muffin of a husband is like, I don't. And I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. Maybe if they hadn't driven away. But yes. Yes. Um, Because that's the only thing, as it turned out, that enabled us. They were like, yep. It's a good license plate. They are here in the neighborhood. They haven't come home yet. And then eventually we got a call. They stopped back by later that night and were like, they eventually showed up. And yep, it was definitely them. And here is their insurance information. And so (laughs) the good week I had last week was we now have three quotes that we can communicate back to their insurance and start moving on. The silver lining of, we needed a new fence anyway. (laughs) 
It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Because, in part because that Vince, this is the third time it's been run into. <laughs> so, Wendy, I think you need to get some like eye beams that they, they use to make skyscrapers out of and just like plant them. Uh, oh, like per- like art on your lawn around the uh, around the fence. That is actually another reason I'm going to call the city to inquire. Number one, would you be doing that for us? Since um, like this is not our fault. The cars keep running into our fence and endangering not just our property. Um, mm-hmm. But at the very least, can you tell me the code on me? putting some very large rocks, possibly some target-sized spheres. <laughs> Maui statues. Some Maui statues. Just like cuz we need I I want to get I want to get our yard landscaped anyway, which includes the very long boulevard strip that goes up the side of our house to this main road. And if we're going to do something to make it ideally something we don't have to mow all the time perhaps that could involve very very large structures that would Mm -hmm. stop a car from going further castle walls parapets i mean (laughs) i lean more towards trebuchet because we know that about my personality but you're not wrong well i mean trebuchet in addition to i mean we're just talking about the battlements here right we definitely need (laughs) some battlements something that will right fuck up a car that goes careening toward your fence oh god right (laughs) i mean i understand the urge to like run away i do but also you just literally drove into my backyard through a fence yeah like running away is like it's the rudeness that's weirdly the part that most bought that's just rude that that's the i don't want to take accountability for this and that my friends is a real good way to piss off wendy uh yeah (laughs) did you want to press charges yes yeah (laughs) like seriously if they'd stayed Mm -hmm. i probably wouldn't have i would have been like are you okay? Yeah, like it shit happens. I mean, shit happens. It, but shit yeah, happens. your insurance is gonna pay for this. Fuck yeah, it is. And instead, they got hauled into the police station and got booked. Like, Ta-da! so lesson learned, uh, listeners. Don't don't run away even when you fuck up hard. It just makes mm-hmm. things worse, especially when it involves Wendy's fence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hell hath no fury. Like a windy with a smashed backyard fence. <laughs> if you are not wrong, it's, uh, it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> Melissa, we could tell. Yes. How, how was your week? Oh, it, it did not involve any hit and runs. And for that, I am thankful. Yay. Um, yeah, it's a convergence season, or rather, convergence prep season, which mm. means all of June, I am prepping for all the stuff I'm going to do at convergence this year because I'm back full on to. Slate I got this a year. full slate for the first time since uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, yeah. A lot of my uh, big old shows are coming back. So uh, PowerPoint Karaoke and SmackDown and Judging a Book and Killer Bees. and oh, I'm so uh, excited got, for you. I've got a new one. I've got the uh, Weird Music Listening Show that I'm starting up. Uh, nice. See how that goes. Um, and they put me on a bunch of panels as well. So I'm going to be talking about the Satanic Panic and <sighs> Retro Horror and Our Flag Means Death, which I love. Oh, and Theodora it, loves that yeah. show too. Everybody should love that show. Dear, dear listeners, if you have not seen Our Flag Means Death, it is all the Taika Waititi goodness. It's, I mean, that's it, just a, it makes me so happy. It really does. Just saying Taika Waititi makes me happy. <laughs> that's true. I mean, it and, really does. And I am absolutely going to flex on that panel by putting a photo on that screen of you, oh, me, and Taika. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. Very, very mm-hmm. drunk Taika Waititi. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody was happy that night. Good times. Good times. So, yeah. So yeah, it's convergence prep. That's that's what's on my brain right now. <sighs> so I guess we right? could talk about movies. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a lead in there. So um, I've got a movie I could recommend to everybody this week. Please do. It is. Wendy, you're gonna like this because it's from the same director as In Fabric. <gasps> Flux Gourmet, which is Peter Strickland's newest movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Where'd you see that? It is on Shutter, even though it's not a horror film. I, I would not ever classify it as a horror film. It's just Peter Strickland weirdness. And it yes, it's absolutely influenced by the look and feel of Giallo. It because uh like in fabric, it is stylish as fuck. It is beautifully shot. And it's very odd. It has a lot of the same actors in it, like the uh, the old guy with the spectacles and uh, Gwendolyn Christie, Gwendolyn Christie, and uh, the kid who was Ender in Ender's Game, whatever the fuck oh, his yeah. name is, uh, Asa, what's his nose, and uh, the I believe it's the woman who was the main shop clerk in In Fabric is in it. Anyway, it's it's like a family reunion, but. This is a movie that's if if In Fabric was aimed at you, Flux Gourmet is aimed at me <laughs> because it is centered around this three person performance art group. They are sonic culinary artists, which means they they're doing cooking and stuff, but they're it's like a band. They they take all the sounds, the cooking and like put it through flangers and shit and make all this sonic environment stuff. And so, and so they have this residency at this mansion, which is run by uh, Gwendolyn Christie. And so it's, it's all the, these weird, um, these weird tropes of like, the band is is getting snipey at each other and, you know, there's little interpersonal dramas happening and the leader is a narcissist and, you know, you know, all this stuff. But it, <laughs> it's interspersed with these weird performance art things that happen in these ambiguous spaces. And and uh, it's so it's like lampooning the art world. It's lampooning how how, uh, you know, bands fall apart in movies it's uh got weird comedy elements to it because strickland 
very clearly thinks this shit is funny. <laughs> but it's bone dry. It's absolutely bone dry. Oh, and uh, their, their documentarian that they have kind of uh, uh, loping along with them has gastrointestinal distress at all times. <laughs> so the poor guy is trying not to like offend the sensibilities of the, the sonic culinary artists and like he sneaks outside to fart and it's it's amazing Wendy it's amazing it's really great and and I was getting into stuff like oh my god so Strickland I think is trying to since you can't taste or smell a movie he's turning it into audio and so you experience through the sound of the movie and and I'm doing all this and then I just look up some I am so sorry that's B. are you okay <laughs> I thought it would be a good idea because she was yowling at the door to just let her in. Uh, okay. This was a fail on my part for she found the hammer for some reason left in here and figured out how to knock it off the desk. Of course. As as one would. As cats do. As they very definitely do. I am so sorry. It's okay. Uh, I am so enthralled to know there is another In Fabric-esque movie out there for my enjoyment. There's like four of them. Because there's also Duke of Bur Burgundy and uh, uh, Barbarian Sound Studio. But Flux mm. Gourmet is the one we're talking about right now. And... I highly recommend it. But also the, where I was going with my previous slide is like, he's doing all this sound stuff. And what is he saying about that? And then I look up his trivia. It's like, in the 90s, he was actually in a band that did that. Of course. <laughs> and he's like, and there's a, I, I think it's a Vulture did an interview with him. And it's a great interview. I should uh, post a link to it where he's going, yeah, yeah. And we weren't the only people doing it at that time either. There were like vegetable orchestras and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect. This is amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, and well, it, it is laser aimed at me because in college, so in the 90s, I had this brief period where I was doing like avant-garde performance art and, and like, no, seriously, Yoko Ono is is an amazing artist, sort of, you know. Oh, Melissa, <laughs> it's just so you. Right. And, and so I'm watching this going, oh, man, oh, man, this is amazing. <laughs> I, I thought it was hysterically funny and also really... Oh, the stuff that they were doing in the movie is just fascinating. So, yeah, I, I recommend it. It It's it's downright weird, and Gwendolyn Christie is perfect. Oh, God. I, I want to know how many, how many yards of fabric went into clothing her for this movie, because she is just draped. And that's a lot of fabric on a lot of women. Yeah, just, that is a lot of women. Just no. acres of, of chiffon and and silk and no it's beautiful it's beautiful i am so sorry for the sound editing That's... you're gonna have to do uh, <laughs> as pb tried to knock the microphone off oh! the table bb's learning <laughs> bb is just very actively wanting my attention mm -hmm. um and resentful that a microphone has it apparently oh now she's just <laughs> laid down on the floor cool she with her back to me she's she's pouting oh, she's pouting yeah pouting I don't mind as long as she pouts quietly over there. Mm -hmm. 
Um, well, <laughs> I, I, I love that. Okay. Okay. Um, cause so what do you, what did you see, uh, this week, Wendy? What well, brought you joy? Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what I watched and then I'm going to pivot. Um, okay. So, uh, my movie watching has been slowing down post-pandemic, mm. uh, in large part because uh, that's what I did during the pandemic. And mm -hmm. much like um, when Doritos came out in the, what, late 70s, early 80s, and I ate them until I got sick of them, and it took me until almost my 30s before I ever wanted to eat a Dorito again. Like, sort mm. of, that sort of thing of like, oh, just watching a movie even like is something so we're watching more tv and it takes a lot for me to be like i think i'll watch a movie and chris goes to bed early and most importantly the thing that i have lost joy in is watching movies alone because i did so much of it during lockdown right so with all of that as a caveat um that's part of why my movie watching has been slowing down but that being said i did go out to see robocop last night Ooh. to celebrate our friend Lola's birthday. Nice. Uh, they were doing a master pancake showing and I had never been. And that's a very um, mystery science theater sort of show. And they right. were, they were given some quality quips. So nice. it was laugh out loud funny. And I'm here to remind you that RoboCop is a stunningly fun film with some real biting real biting satire oh, so yeah. that is what i actually watched this week but i am inspired by you talking about um your film uh mm -hmm. what was it flux gourmet flux gourmet mm -hmm. yeah have you seen velvet buzzsaw i have not yet melissa oh it is the it is very clearly the next film that you need to watch after watching okay. Flux Gourmet. It is on Netflix. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal. And oh boy. like, I want to be clear, a whole host of other people. Because um, it's got, uh, let me see here, Rene Russo and uh, Tony Collette and David Diggs and oh. John Malkovich. Like, it is yeah. a crazy cast i was turned on to this prior to lockdown um so this would have been because like i forget when it came out i think it came out in like 2019 um my derby teammate chola rola um she was like there is a movie because you were a movie person and you need to watch it and i need you to tell me what you thought of it because i thought it was weird as fuck but amazing and then during lockdown i finally watched it and Melissa, and you talking mm. about Flux Gourmet has reminded me of this movie that, like, I watched it and loved it during lockdown, but didn't have anybody to really talk about with it. Oh, yeah. I need you to watch it so we can talk about okay. it because okay. it is about the art world and, like, weird murders, right? Perfect. Weird deaths that are happening for reasons that are unclear. And just how this art community reacts to them is both, it's so fucking dark and hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, if I remember right, like the, like the first murder and it happens and they find it in the art, <laughs> in the art display. Oh boy. And they're like, hmm, oh, 
it's a bold statement. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. So, um, yeah, it's like, I remember when I watched it, that it reminded me of In Fabric. I remember even messaging my teammate and being like, if you liked that, you need to find In Fabric because I think... I think you would like In Fabric if you enjoyed watching Velvet Buzzsaw. And so there, Melissa, and also listeners, Perfect. you need to seek out this movie. It like it was a blip, and I've not heard anybody really talk about it. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's weird. And Jake Gyllenhaal and, and Tony, like everybody in this movie, is having a great time. A great awesome. time. So, um, yeah, so that's the movie I have to recommend to you. <laughs> and I may set up a little double feature for myself this week. Oh, that'd be nice. There's, there's also um, what, if we want to make this a triple feature, uh, there is the only Ruben Ostlin movie I actually like, The Square. Uh, so Ruben Ostlin, the Triangle of Sadness guy. Yeah. Uh, also did Force Majeure. Uh, in between those movies, he did a movie called The Square. And it's kind of that same uh, kind of Scandinavian dry humor, but applied to uh, the art world. So it's a it's about the team of people working at a uh, modern art museum and them dealing with their patron, the rich patrons and stuff. And, and you know, just kind of gently prodding at it and that shit's hilarious to me too uh-huh. but uh, there is one perfect scene in it that i think they've shown just this scene to a ton of people and it's a it's set in a banquet that has all the rich patrons of the uh, the museum having their like yearly fundraising banquet, you know, and expensive food and all that. And then uh, the MC comes out and says, "We have one of our artists here to do a uh, some performance art for you." And uh, welcome in, in, and everybody claps. And it is, oh shit, uh, Terry Notary, Terry oh, yeah. Notary. The, the guy who is one of the motion capture guys behind the Planet of the Apes films, the new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's, he is wearing pants, but stripped to the waist. You know, he's, you know, shirtless and he's got uh, his rigs on his hands. So he's doing his ape thing, his ape walk. And he's kind of walking on the hand stilts and, and just doing his full-on gorilla performance roaming shirtless through these rich people at, at this banquet and basically for about 10 minutes just owns the fucking screen because he's it's it's an artist poking at the envelope of okay is this fun? Okay, I'm going to start making this uncomfortable. Right? This what is if art. I make it more? Art this is art. I'm confronting you. make you feel. Are you yeah. feeling things? Yeah. And so it's it, it it's fascinating to watch it. Like if you if you go to YouTube and you look for the square Terry Notary, you'll find the scene. It's 
look for one that's about 10 minutes long and that should be the whole scene. And, uh, but anyway, the, the rest of the movie around it is good too, but like that scene is perfect. It's amazing. <laughs> so there we go. Dear listeners, there's, there's a whole bunch of art movies for you. <laughs> that reminds me the story time. Yeah. That reminds me when I first moved to Austin and mm-hmm. Barbara Kennedy, who we knew from, uh, but Numathon, um, mm-hmm. like, and we were, we, we had kept in touch and she's like, Oh, you're in town. Why don't you come to this thing with me? Monkey town. <laughs> <laughs> and monkey town had been recommended by Tim league, owner of the Alamo draft house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she's like, come with me to this event. And it was very generous and welcoming of her. And this event, it was so glorious. And it was exactly this vibe. So hard. I loved it. So it was this empty warehouse space with just a cement floor and absolutely, absolutely empty. You come in to this one area and they've got it sort of partitioned off so you can't really see the rest. And they start giving you just wine, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting us all lubed up. <laughs> I was very excited. Perfect. And then they lead you over to this square of tables with um, like projector screens forming a full square up and behind the tables. So as you're sitting, you can look around you, not easily behind you, but look around you and you are sort of surrounded by these projections. And Mm -hmm. while these projections are happening, they have different artists coming into the space and performing. Like there was a violinist and there was a vocalist who sang an aria and all while these different films and short films and experimental visual art is playing on the screen and they're giving you like this five course meal. It was absolutely stunning, original. I loved it. But the best part of the night and the part of the night that made my connection with what we've been talking about was the last film was this weird stop motion with like a bunny and a fox and the fox was, I think, trying to stab the bunny and there was a knife. It was like claymation. (laughs) But there came a point where there was just the close up on the fox and then its eyes and then it looked down and then looked back up and then looked down and then looked back up and then they flash to a banana (laughs) and then they flash back up to the fox and he looks at it and looks down and they go back to the banana to make it clear he's looking at this banana and the timing of it was just chef's kiss comedy it was meant to be funny but the only people who laughed were me and Barbara, and everybody else was just mm, art, mm, art. And that made Barbara and I laugh even harder. Plus, also the wine that had been flowing through the entire meal. Mm-hmm. And then we're trying to stifle our giggles, which is only making it worse. And these people are just around us, just you know, do, doing like they're not openly scoffing at us, but they're doing clearly internal eye rolls. And it was just the best, the absolute best. <laughs> That's the thing. A lot, a lot of performance art and weird avant-garde stuff. It is funny, and it's meant to be fucking funny. I mean, just look at Guy Madden. You know, (laughs) (laughs) 
there's another filmmaker. I need to show you some Guy Madden stuff. Okay. Oh my god, fucking hilarious. Um, uh, dear listeners, if you're not familiar with that name, Guy Madden is a director from Winnipeg who... His whole thing is he makes movies in the style of silent films. So they're black and white and they're actually filmed on vintage film equipment. But um, they're kind of this... They're they're reminiscent of silent films, but they are also really fucking funny. But once you realize this shit is funny. It's hilarious. And, uh, you know, his, his, his concepts are like, there's one called, um, Oh shit. What it's called silent. It's not called silence or it's called shh or whisper or something. Um, but, uh, the whole movie is about this town that's at the bottom of a valley under an avalanche shelf and nobody can talk above a whisper, whisper or else the avalanche is going to come down and ruin the town <laughs> or or <laughs> uh, sat, saddest music in the world, which is set during the Depression. And Isabella Rossellini is playing this oh, beer baroness. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. So Isabella Rossellini is this paraplegic baroness who invites everybody from around the world to, to, to compete, to make the saddest song. And the winner gets to slide into a giant vat full of beer. And later in the movie, Isabella Rossellini is walking around on two glass legs filled with beer. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Guy Madden is a subject for another day. I love that guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, uh, uh, well, yeah, we, the, we went, we went way off the rails on this one. <laughs> what is structure? <laughs> you know what? Structure is overrated. That's eh, true. That's what I'm going to say. Structure truth. is overrated. Melissa, what is something that has brought you joy this week? I've been eating a lot of ice cream, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that time of year. It's like it just turned pretty warm in Minnesota and it's getting to be summery. Yeah. And man, it's it's ice cream time. I've been eating a lot of ice cream and it not, no particular flavor. I just, if it's ice cream, I will eat it. <laughs> Ice cream, man. Uh, yeah. Call it coincidence. Call it the weather. But I was the thing I was going to say this week is popsicles. <laughs> High five, Wendy. <laughs> High five. Because we are in the next week is 90s every day. Oof. 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 And it is it is a baking oppressive heat out there. That's what I And I passed Wendy was an absolute hero there because last summer we were eating them constantly and then mm -hmm. somewhere probably around like you know august or september we petered out with eating them but i had ordered a full box oh, oh. And, and they never got opened and there they were just waiting Mm. at the bottom of our freezer just like hi i'm here when you need me like your long lost friends <laughs> we're waiting and it's not like they go bad <laughs> they're just <laughs> it's just ice with some food coloring and sugar mm -hmm. so uh so yeah, yeah it, as far as ice cream in, in my freezer i 
it's the time of year where it's his and her ice cream containers. So I don't mooch off of Fess's ice cream and he doesn't mooch off of mine. So we always know where our ice cream level is at. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, super important. It's very important. Super important. And that way I can have like like mocha ice cream and Fess can have whatever peanut butter concoction he there wants. There is so. nothing worse than being like, aha, I'm going to, ha- oh, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love you. And you're, you're my life partner, but I want to murder you right now. Because you <laughs> ate the last popsicle and didn't tell me. <laughs> yes. Fess coming home at 10 o'clock at night because he's working 60, hour, 60 hours a week. And he's not happy about it, getting in at some ungodly hour of the night. And it's like, I'm sorry. I, owe, I Me saying to him, I'm sorry I ate all your ice cream. Yeah, see, that's that's no good. No good. No good. So I have, no to, good. I have to have my own. And then, then we're both happy. That's right. <sighs> These are the secrets to a to a long-lasting partnership, listeners. You're welcome. Indeed. That's love advice from Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome coming at you. (laughs) Life lessons. Life lessons. So, um, (laughs) So, listeners, thank you for joining us again this week. We hope that you are finding whatever relief from the heat you can. Um wherever you may be. And we hope that you'll come back and listen again next week and um maybe I'll have watched more movies again. <laughs> my um my smut reading is really turning into an addiction, Melissa. It's getting in the way of a lot of things. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I'm not gonna judge you on that, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now into I'm I'm now in the middle of a series on monster monster smut. <laughs> I'm reading monster erotica now. <laughs> yes, there's been tentacle porn. <laughs> of course there has. Of course of there course. has. They're really charming. These monsters are so sweet and they just want love. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, listeners. <laughs> TMI, but also is it really TMI when it's out there for just anybody to find? Um, uh, anyway, yeah, listeners. it can be. <laughs> sure can be. I'm not reading it for the tentacles. I'm reading it for the romance. Just to really? be clear, I actually yes, the tent like <laughs> there. Some of these I'm just like, uh huh, okay, <laughs> like. And the sight of it made her warm inside. I'm like, really? Okay. And, huh. huh. Hmm. But the banter is witty. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone off onto another tangent. Listeners, goodbye. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Wendy. That's Melissa. Bye. Bye. Good Lord, Wendy. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome.
I started with Greek God. Okay. With Greek God porn. Um, erotica. So you're me. saying so you're saying there's a slippery slope of <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying just, just lubed that slide right down. 